Welcome to Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. I'm your host, Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist and President and CEO of Paradigm. My teams and I redefine success for purpose-driven families and businesses by challenging social norms and balancing family and finance to build kingdom impact and generational prosperity. I believe that there are families and businesses that have learned to give a new definition to the word success from a kingdom perspective. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 20 to 30 minutes where we take traditional thinking and turn it upside down. Hello, everyone. This is Eric L. Donovan, the Mindset Disruption Strategist. Welcome to another episode of Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. And today is a very special day. I've got a true kingdom builder here with me, Dean Wegner, who is a dad, a husband, a veteran, but founder and CEO of Authentically American. And as we've been visiting and getting started here, I know you're going to enjoy the story. I know you're going to enjoy his heart and his focus. So Dean, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, Eric, I'm honored to be your guest and looking forward to a great discussion. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's start the same way I always start. I know we're recording this during the winter, but I'm kind of fond of Saturday afternoon barbecues in the summer. So um, (laughs) it's a Saturday afternoon. I've got the barbecue grill fired up. I've invited all of my friends over for the barbecue. Would you please introduce yourself to my friends? I would love to, Eric. Any friend of yours is going to be a friend of mine, given the focus on kingdom and I like to tell everybody, Eric, I'm a veteran and an entrepreneur, and my priorities in life align with God, family, and country. Hmm. And what's first and foremost is my life is my Christian faith, and followed very closely after that is my family. Hmm. I shared with you, my wife, Kelly, and I, we have celebrated 28 years being married, and we've got four amazing kids. We've got two daughters, 24 and 21. We have an 18-year-old son, and we also have a 12-year-old son we adopted 10 years ago. So family is incredibly important and also very busy with four active kids. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's are. that side. And from a country standpoint, I had the privilege and honor to attend the United States Military Academy at West Point. Mm. So I graduated in 1993, went to flight school, learned how to fly helicopters, then had a unique opportunity after flight school to go to the Army Special Forces Ranger School and served our country for seven years, Eric, from 93 to 2000. And that's why that's there as well, because our love our country, love our family, and it's faith first. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for your service and thank you for your commitment. That, yeah, I, we talked about this a little bit offline. I tried to serve and wasn't able to. And so there are many times that I just, I, my gratitude goes out to those of you that were able. And chose well, to. I appreciate you to say it, saying that, Eric, and I appreciate anyone that always does say that because it truly was an honor to serve our great nation. Well, that's that's yeah, it truly is. It truly is. Hey, Dean, tell me right now today, what are you most passionate about right now? What I am passionate about, Eric, is making a difference, and that is really what drives me. That's my DNA, and. 
For example, we, we talked a little bit earlier about adoption. Yeah. This is a shocking statistic that most people don't know. There's 150 million, 150 million orphans in the world who don't have a mom or dad, mm. who don't have a loving home. And my mom, my wife and I, we talked and prayed about it. And we said, we can't adopt them all, but we can't adopt one. Yeah. And that was an opportunity for us to make a difference. But I will tell you, we have been far more blessed than we ever imagined having this amazing young son of scale in our lives. I mean, the incredible impact he is having because people have met him, have heard his story, have heard our adoption story, and they have turned adopt. It's that true domino effect because, mm. you know, we could only adopt one. You know, it's a big financial commitment, it's a big time commitment, but just seeing the dominoes, how those have transpired, Eric, have been so meaningful, so impactful. So that's one personal example. We can talk more about my business, but Authentically American is all about making a difference as well. Well, so let's do, let's talk about your business. How are you, my next question usually is, how are you getting to live out your passion right now? But I mean, I can hear that there's so many different passions, but tell me, tell me about the business. Tell us about how it got started and kind of what the focus is so that everyone who's listening, I've had a chance to kind of look around, but so that everyone who's listening can understand more. Absolutely, Eric. And Authentically American, we are in the apparel business. We have amazing product and it's all made right here in the U.S. And to give you and all of your listeners an idea how rare American made is, when I graduated from West Point in 93, over 50% was made in the U.S. Mm. Today, it's 3.5. Really? 3.5 is all that's made here. And that is really what motivates me. That's what motivates the entire authentically American team is an opportunity to create jobs, an opportunity to change a change an industry and truly make a difference. And one of the things I joke about, Eric, unless you live in a nudist colony, you make a choice every day on what shirt you're going to wear. And that shocking statistic of 3.5% gave birth to our tagline, where's yours made? Mm. And I will have fun with people and say like, Eric, great looking shirt, where's yours made? And most people will say, Dean, I have no idea. Yeah. And they're shocked to look at the tag and see made in USA. I'm sorry, made in China, mm. you know, made in Vietnam, made somewhere but the U.S. And when they realize that we as a brand have amazing product, because that's most important, that we've got amazing product and it's all made here in the U.S., that's when people really start to gravitate to our brand. Well, we've got a limited amount of time. And a lot of things we could probably talk about, but you're, you're what's really driving my curiosity from a business standpoint is where does this vision and idea to start authentically American come from? You tell us a little bit about the story of maybe where you even had this idea and then it began, you begin to germinate it as a business and kind of turn it into a real business. If you could take yeah. us on that journey. And really, Eric, what I should share is how I became an entrepreneur. Yeah. And what I realized is so often we're a product of our environment. Mm. And I had an amazing family, an amazing dad growing up, and he was a 30-year engineer for Alcoa. Okay. So a Fortune 500 aluminum company. And most of his friends, most of our neighbors worked for big companies. Mm. So I told you before, I'm a veteran and an entrepreneur. But when I left the Army in 2000, I couldn't even spell entrepreneur. <laughs> Didn't even know this whole world existed. So I thought back to my experience growing up with my dad and his friends and neighbors. So when I left the army in 2000, what did I think I was going to do? You know, work for a big company. Yeah. And that is exactly what I did. I worked for two amazing companies, Procter and Gamble and Mars. 
Okay. So brands like Crest and Tide and M&Ms, and both are just world-class marketing and branding companies. I'm so thankful, Eric, for that experience because I learned a ton. Yeah. But what people may not realize is how big Procter & Gamble and Mars are. P&G is an 80 billion, mm. 80 billion with a B. It's a massive company. Mars, half the size, but still a $40 billion company. And what I realized at one point is that even though I had fairly big jobs and was very well paid, if you pull me out, the next guy steps right up and the machine keeps going and it doesn't skip a beat. Mm. And I wrestled with, am I truly making a difference? Am I truly being satisfied in a role like that? And that was ultimately the initial catalyst to become an entrepreneur. But back to not being able to spell entrepreneur, I didn't think I had it in me to start a business from scratch. Mm. So in 2012, bought my first business. And it was a business that produced dress uniforms for the military. Okay. So if you remember the dress pants you may have worn back in the Texas A&M Corps days. So yep. we produced thousands of uniforms every week for Army, Navy, Air Force, and Marines. And that's where I learned that tragic history of the apparel industry from 50% all the way down to 3.5. And Eric, my initial thinking was, well, I want to win more contracts. And I thought, then we'll create jobs and we'll make a difference. But as I really started to understand the government contracting industry, we don't actually create jobs. It's a bidding process. Mm. So if you and I are bidding on a contract and you had it before and I won, in essence, your job's transferred to me. And net, there's no real job creation. Really? And for me, Eric, that's when the inspiration, that's when the light bulb went off. And I thought, what if, what if instead of being a government contractor, what if we built a brand? Yeah. And I thought back to the days of working on brands like Crest and Tide and M&Ms. And I also thought, what if, what if instead of what 97% of companies do and chase cheap labor overseas, what if we made the intentional choice to produce right here in the U.S.? Think of the difference we could make. Think of the jobs we could create. And ultimately, if we deliver on a vision to build this iconic American brand with the same recognition, visual recognition, of a Nike polo or Under Armour, thinking mm -hmm. the incredible legacy yeah. we could leave. And Eric, that's where it started five years ago from a blank sheet of paper in 2017. And I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> it, I'm exhausted. I mean, everything I took for granted in the PG and Mars days from supply chain, systems, finance, accounting, sales team, everything, you know, we've had to build from the ground up. So I'm exhausted, but I gotta tell you. I am even more energized because truly feel like having an opportunity to make a difference. Well, Dean, I look at what you're saying and I think about, okay, so five years ago, which means you hit, you spent over 50% of your time dealing with COVID supply chain issues. Um, am I right about that? It's funny you say that because we were talking about that as a team, like half of our existence, half of our existence has been under COVID. And Eric, it's one thing if you're a technology company, you can operate virtually. Yeah. You can operate remote, but we have 11 states that we have contract manufacturing. We've got amazing T-shirts that we produce in Texas. Everyone loves our fun socks we make in North Carolina. So you don't operate a factory remote. Mm. You don't operate it virtually. So we have real hardworking Americans in 11 states producing product. And to your point, what you picked up on, when it's under COVID, it's a whole different ballgame. That's right. That's right. So I want to ask this question, especially from a kingdom perspective. There's two things that are really on my mind. The first is this. Your wife's name is Callie. Did I get that right? Kelly. K-E-L-L-Y. Kelly. So 
What did Kelly think five years ago when you said, hey, I'm going to I'm going to start this thing brand new from scratch? I mean, I, what I find is most entrepreneurs have pretty are married to pretty brave spouses. Most of them being men are married to pretty brave women. But tell me a little bit about Kelly and your relationship during that time that like, yes, this is where we're going to go and what we're going to do. Well, Eric, first of all, I am blessed with an amazing wife. Kelly has been incredible, but I think we were both naive and really had no idea what we were getting into because, you know, built a fairly robust business plan, had a three-year pro forma financial forecast and thought, okay, we're ready. Yep. But COVID wasn't in the business plan and a lot of other challenges we were endured not in the business plan. So there have been far more times than I care to remember that I wasn't sure if we're going to make it. Mm. You know, payroll was due on Friday and I wasn't sure if we're going to have money for payroll suppliers or due payments. And I wasn't sure if, you know, we were able to make those payments. And, you know, each and every time throughout this journey, it's amazing how God has continued to provide. And, you know, a customer may have unexpectedly sent, you know, a larger payment than anticipated. Mm. You know, a new investor came on board and said, Dean, I believe in the vision. I know it's a struggle, but I want to support you and believe in you. So, you know, throughout that time, if Kelly was here, I think you'd hear one tale like, you know what? It's been so exciting and energizing like me. But the other side would be, it's been incredibly hard. Yeah. And it's been scary because back to family, one of my favorite mantras, Eric, is go big or go home. <laughs> I don't want to lose our homes. So. <laughs> right. Right. Um, I remember the day I had to, when, you know, starting my own business, I know this, I don't want to take too much time here, but I remember the day I had to look at my kids we were in an environment. I said, we may lose everything, but we still got each other. And that's the only thing when you hit those moments, you can really rely oh, on. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, that that's what's most important and align with the priorities that I shared. Yeah. Dean, let me ask you this too, because so this being the kingdom builder spotlight, you know, a lot of times if you look inside the Bible and scripture, God called people to do things um, at times that from a timeline standpoint, didn't look convenient. Um, you know, or look like it, like you said, look like it was going to go better than it went. And then got to, to create the God story, God showed up. You talked a little bit about some of the overpayments and things like that, but over the last five years, I've got to imagine you've got some other God stories of where God really just showed up as you were building and growing this business. Eric, I will, I will tell you, it, it is amazing. The timing and patience is a virtue, just not one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> really struggle with that. And I tell everybody now, because we've been blessed with some incredible national TV exposure over the last three years, we've been on national TV 23 times. Mm. And it's been phenomenal to see the exposure that we have. And right now I tell everybody we're a overnight success story, five years in the making. <laughs> you go. Because our business is really starting to take off. We had a record Q3 Mm. And Q4 was double Q3. Wow. And as hard as it's been with COVID, as challenging as that time has been, when we've endured two and a half years in a global pandemic, when there's a war in Ukraine, you know, country of origin matters. Mm -hmm. And Eric, to give you a little more context on our brand. So there's two sides. There's a consumer side. Okay. So you mentioned looking on our website, you can buy a pair of fun socks or t-shirts or I'm wearing one of our West Point quarter zips. So you can buy things individually as a consumer, but that's 10% of our business. Eric, 90% of our business is B2B focused, corporate focused. So 
we have businesses, charities, other organizations who buy t-shirts, who buy polos with their company logo. Got it. And to give you an idea of God's timing, because again, not being very patient, you know, I wanted the big orders year one, I wanted them <laughs> year two, year three, but they weren't coming. Yep. And sometimes you need to be careful to be successful before you're ready. And for example, I, I can show you one of our t-shirts later that people love, but being a small business, we made an intentional choice that our minimums are only 24. Wow. And we've had a lot of orders of 24, but just recently, Eric, we had one top 10 accounting firm place a order for 27,000. <laughs> 27,000. And here's why I'm thankful that happened now, because two years ago, yeah, if they would have placed that order, we would have failed miserably and it never would have happened. Really? But now we're ready. We've got the right team. We've got the right systems. We got the process. We uh, are capable of handling that. So as much as I wanted it two years ago, I'm thankful it did not happen then because you and I wouldn't be talking right now. We would have been a statistic. Oh, wow. But again, go back to God's timing and everything happening exactly when it's supposed to, even if it's not ours. So it's just beautiful. You know what? Eric, I was going to highlight one other thing, because yeah. one of the things when it comes to my faith, what I believe is when all else fails, use words. Yeah. And what I believe is my actions, the actions of me and my family should speak far more louder than anything we ever say. And you've been on our website and you're not going to see a cross there. You're not going to see you know, overt references to faith. But what I want very intentionally to happen is for our actions and everything we do to speak much, much louder. And one thing that you don't see unless you read in the fine print a little bit more is we're a brand that celebrates patriotism. We love our country. We're a brand that believes in the American worker, which is why everything's American made. But also, Eric, we're a brand that wants to honor our American heroes. Mm. And I'm a, a veteran and have some just the most incredible memories of the men and women I serve with. And what we do very intentionally, Eric, is we donate 10% of our profits mm. to veteran and first responder charities. And that's a way for us to honor our American heroes each and every day. Yeah. So it's biblical about giving back and serving. But that 10% number yep. you know, was not a coincidence. It wasn't <laughs> like, well, let's just randomly pick it. I mean, you get it, you know it, and your listeners yeah. understand it. I mean, that was an intentional choice behind that 10%. Let me ask you this. When did you make that 10% decision? You made that before you started the business or? That was day one part of the business plan. Yeah. You know, so, knowing you know, that vision from making a difference, here's a way that we can make a difference. So here's something that I would love to just kind of hear, because I almost know what the answer is going to be, but we need to have this discussion. <laughs> During the hard times, there had to be temptation to stop the 10%. Or, I mean, I, I know there's not necessarily profit because you're talking about 10% of profit there. But even when things are getting a little bit better, it's like, man, things have been lean. But I'm going to imagine just from the guy that I know you to be that you never stopped. Yeah. Well, very true, Eric. I am with being a hockey player at West Point, with being a Army officer, with being an Army Ranger. I mean, stick to it, Nivis, and <laughs> drive and perseverance is a big one. But we did have to make one change year one because initially the thought was, okay, we want not only 10% of profits, but 10% of revenue. Okay. And we got some great feedback, but what we realized is that we're gonna not, not going to be able to deliver on our vision to build this iconic brand because we are not going to be competitive. Yeah. 
if we're donating 10% off the top, that means it's going to hard for us to be competitive. So, you know, we had some discussions as a team, my wife and I prayed about it and said, you know what, what we're going to do is we're going to shift and it's still going to be impactful. We're going to donate 10% of our profits. So we still need to be successful, but in order to have a successful business, you also have to be competitively priced. Yeah. So we've got amazing product. It's competitively priced. And then if those two are in place, you know, then we truly have an opportunity to make a difference. So that was the initial grandiose vision, 10% of sales. It's going to be right <laughs> off the top and realize that we're also a business, Eric. So we've got to yeah. be practical and that wasn't reasonable, but now we've found the sweet spot and it really works. Well, but what would you say to the business owner, the person who's starting that's feeling convicted by that, but is nervous about it? I mean, cause you've been, again, let's go back to, I want to, I want my listeners to again, recognize this. I mean, Dean starts a business right before COVID makes these commitments, sticks to them, stays to it. And now is seeing the blessing on the other side, but it wasn't always that way. But what would you say to somebody who's kind of sitting in that, in that chair right now? Well, Eric, I will tell you the way I start my day is very intentional. It's the way I start every day. And that's on my knees because you know, back to not being able to spell entrepreneur and COVID and all these challenges, you know, I needed guidance, I needed wisdom, and we have investors, but the ultimate chairman of the board for our business mm -hmm. is God Almighty. Yeah. And that's why I'm on my knees praying every day. And it's, you know, a personal time, a quiet time. It's not a public display. It's just me one-on-one. -on -one. And that to me just gives me a sense of calm and peace and saying, okay, no matter how the rest of the day shapes up, no matter how many challenges, you know, I need to put first things first. And that's how I want to start every day. I love that. I love that. You had to have learned a lot over the last five years. What What is one thing maybe you'd go back to the dean starting the business five years ago, if you could say to him, um, what would you say? Or what tips so, would you give him? Yeah. Well, Eric, this is a lesson now when other entrepreneurs reach out and say, well, Dean, what's a recommendation you would learn? And I would not have given this five years ago, but the power of focus. Mm. And I'm not even borderline ADD. I really struggle on staying focused. And, you know, part of this to be expected, you're starting a new business and you want to try all the different things and see what works. But we were just trying everything oh. and really lacked that focus and one of the underlying blessings of COVID was forcing us to focus because, you know, I've mentioned 10% of our business is consumer side, 90% is B2B corporate side. So like any corporate B2B, there's a sales cycle. And as a small business, you can't afford a six month year long sales cycle because then you don't have any revenue and you run out of time. And what we've realized, Eric, is that our brand really resonates, really responds well with veteran-owned and veteran-operated businesses and veteran-focused charities. Mm. And what we found is every business, for the most part, buys T-shirts, yeah. buys polos with your company logo. Same thing with charities. But what we found is a six-month sales cycle when you go to a veteran-owned business or a veteran-focused charity, a six-month sales cycle goes down to six minutes. They're like, really? Dean, we're already buying apparel. You've got amazing product that's competitively priced and it's American made. I'm in. Yeah. And that has really been a game changer for us is, you know, what's starting to now that, you know, revenue to take off and that doubling from Q3 to Q4. Mm -hmm. And that's that one word focus. And that's one that I personally struggle with. <laughs>
What is, as we kind of, we're at the beginning of 2023 as we're recording this, the very beginning. Um, as you look at this, what you, this acceleration you experienced at the end of the year, I would love for you to share, like, what's God saying to you right now, kind of about what's next and kind of where he's guiding you right now? And I think the you know, big thing that I've had to do personally, Eric, is that, you know, coming off the holidays, it was a prime example. In one respect, I had so much work, so much that was built up that could have not even taken any time off for the holidays and really powered through it. But then, you know, back to my priorities would not have been in line with those around family time. Mm. And one of the things in the old, you know, big Fortune 500 corporate days of Procter and Gamble and Mars, I used to talk about work-life balance. And it was like, well, I had my work life here and my personal life here, and they were separate. But now as an entrepreneur, Eric, I really embrace the concept of really needs to be integration because there's a lot that needs to be done. Yeah. But I also very intentional make sure that I'm home for dinner every night. Wow. I also make sure that my kids, my daughters were soccer players, my boys are hockey players. So active involved in coaching as well. Mm. And this is one of the benefits of being a army veteran, being an army ranger. Sometimes we just don't sleep that much. <laughs> you learned that a little bit all too well, I imagine. Yes. Um, Dean, what is there anything you didn't get to share in our interview today that you really were hoping to to be able to talk about? Well, Eric, what I what I always, you know, invite people as well, and a lot of people take me up on it is you know, I need a lot of help. I need a lot of guidance. And so many people invested in me, you know, over these five years and really throughout my entire career. So I always share that if you have a question, if there is an opportunity that I can help you, I can't commit to a you know weekly mentoring program or anything like that. But if somebody wanted to schedule a call, if they wanted to shoot me a, an email with a question, I'm always willing to do that. So I'm assuming you'll include my contact information in the show notes. So welcome yep. to do that. But if anyone has any question, you know, they're welcome to reach out to me or it's very easy. You go on our website, authenticallyamerican.us, authenticallyamerican.us.us. It is an intentional choice. So whether you're a consumer, whether you're a business, whether you're a charity, whether you just want to track me down and ask a question, that's the best way to go ahead and you know, get a hold of me. I'm also going to tell other people, follow Authentically American on Instagram and Facebook. Yes. Well, they're doing a lot of promotions on the the, the products that they've got going on right now. Um, and then I think they can connect with you on LinkedIn as well. Absolutely. Dean, is that right? Absolutely. Um, and it is, are the instructions, I didn't get a chance to find this. Are the instructions on authenticallyamerican.us there if you want to do an order for your organization or do we need to get in touch with someone? So what will happen is you will contact us, Eric, and my team. You know, first and priority is product experience. But what we pride ourselves on is an amazing customer experience. So you will schedule a quick virtual meeting like this with my team. And we'll find out what items you want, what designs you want. And then we'll create digital mock-ups and we'll finalize pricing. And then before you know it, you will be wearing some amazing American-made apparel that makes you proud and knowing that you're making a difference as well. I love that. I love that. So if you've got a nonprofit, if you've got an organization, if you've got a business, um, it sounds like we all need to be getting in touch with Dean because again, as he said, competitively priced and made here in the U.S. and 
focused on the true values of what our country was built on, which is God and his kingdom. And so, Dean, I, I cannot thank you enough for being here on the show. My last question is always the same. So I'm going to ask you in three generations, what do you hope your great grandchildren remember about you? Eric, first and foremost, I want them to say he was an amazing dad. He was an amazing husband, and that's what's most important. And those are the memories I want of my kids, you know, whether it's, you know, playing hockey with my boys or coaching my daughter's soccer or, you know, out playing golf with my oldest son. Those are the memories that's most important. But from a business standpoint, I want them to look and see their friends, their parents, their neighbors, you know, wearing our brand and to say, great grandpa started this yeah our family was involved with this and now it's everywhere and it's all american made and there's such a halo there's all the donations all these charities that were making a difference to me you know when you align those priorities on being an amazing husband an incredible dad and you're making a difference in your vocation to me that's what's most important no oh, that's what a beautiful legacy what a beautiful mm -hmm. legacy dean thank you so much for being here today Powerful, it was powerful. an honor to be your guest, Eric, and honored to have a new friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everyone, we will be with you. We've come to the end of another episode. We will be with you again next time. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless you. Have a fantastic day. Eric L. Dunavit here. Thank you so much for joining us for Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. If you're a business owner or a family who is actively redefining success or have thoughts on kingdom impact or generational prosperity, and you would like to be a guest on the show, then I invite you to apply. Visit www.ericldunavant.com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to share that either through text or social media. Take a screenshot of the show and share that and share what you learned. If you know anyone that should be a guest on our show, we would also love for you to connect us to them. The best way to do that is to use hashtag redefining success. I love to read your thoughts and shares on social media. And we also are honored just to get any recommendations of people that you think we should be interviewing on the show. We are constantly adding new content, adding new podcasts. So first and foremost, I'm going to recommend that you subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Also, you, all of your likes, your reviews, your shares, all of that makes a big difference to the show. So if you'll include those when you can, we definitely appreciate it. If you'd like to get in touch with me, visit www.ericl360.com and all of my connections to social and other ways to get in touch with me are there. This is Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist, signing off. Until next time.